human design has changed my life and my mindset on the world, point blank. It has utterly shifted the way I view myself and those around me and allowed me to build such an incredible arsenal of tools to better understand my purpose in life and the unique gifts that I have to offer. I vehemently think that it can do the same for you. And today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what is human design. There are so many different layers and facets of human design, and it can be a little bit confusing. So today I'm just going to start with a super basic overview of what the heck is it, why you might be looking into it, what it might be able to do for you. And I'm going to also talk about my story of how I came across human design and what it has literally done for me since. I have read so many books on human design since I first found out about it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the way that it has shifted my mindset on myself and how I viewed the other people around me. And also how I feel like the time is now for human design to really start taking over and why I'm looking to get certified in human design, what my goal with that process might be, and just generally why I think that it's something that you should look into and why I also am throwing my name out there as someone who, if you are absolutely interested in human design in any way, shape, or form, I really encourage you to come to me. I can help you do a reading, identify your different charts or identify your body graph chart your different gates and also really help you understand the information so if you're interested in human design this is absolutely an episode that you have to listen to i hope you enjoy it I came across human design and was instantly and immediately obsessed. I felt like for the very first time in my life after doing tons and tons of personality tests that this was the first time that I felt like an online portal had literally read my entire life for me and made me feel seen in the very first time for the very first time in ways that I had not ever been seen before. I felt like the information seemed so accurate and specific to me as an individual and as a person that it could not be a fluke that there had to be something here. I almost felt like the universe specifically drew me to this for a reason because I meant to somehow share this information. And I know that that may seem totally crazy. But human design is still very much new to the world. And I feel like the purpose of human design and the purpose of me being able to identify this information now is really to be able to help our younger generation and our parents better identify with who we are as people, how we cope and show up in the world, and then how we help our children show up as their true authentic selves, live the best lives that they possibly can, and not fall victim to the conditioning that the rest of us were faced with as we grew up in thinking that there was one specific way that we all had to be, that there was one specific person that was successful, that there was one specific way that all of these tasks and the way that we earn money must be made because that is simply not the case. And all of us have a different energetic blueprint. And if all of us work together and identify what our own energetic system is, we can literally make the world a better place because each single one of us as one is absolutely involved in the oneness of the world and if we all live our design our world will be such a more understanding and acceptable place based out of love and faith instead of based out of competition instead of based out of hunger starvation the scarcity mindset i truly think that living in our design and allowing our children to live in their design 
will make the world just so much more of an abundant place. And I'm really trying to carve out a niche for myself and identifying what my purpose is in human design. And it really dawned on me when I was in the car driving home from Disneyland that I think my unique value in human design is really going to be to help parents and families better understand how they work with their children, to understand who they are, how to parent them, and how to allow them to live in their truth without trying to condition them to be someone or something that they're not. If you read any sort of self-help book or human design book, most of the time what you're going to find is that the people who have ended up dedicating their lives to helping others are the people that have lived through childhood trauma or some sort of trauma. Look at Gabby Bernstein, look at Glennon Doyle, look at all of the people who have become, look at Lewis Howes, look at the people who have become famous for building a platform off of helping other people identify their best selves. And those are the people that have experienced massive hardships in their lives and then come to see that there had to be a better way of doing things. If they created better programs for themselves, learned to better understand themselves, sought to identify who their inner child was, and they were to replay, revisit, and re-engage with the parts of themselves that were hurt or that experienced trauma or some sort of angst or something that did not feel aligned with who they energetically and vibrationally wanted to be today, they built these huge followings and earned millions and millions of dollars by simply spreading messages about abundance, love, and unity. And I think that the human design platform is literally that one missing piece of the puzzle that's going to be a game changer in helping our entire world, but especially parents, make sure that the next generation doesn't do the same fuck-ups that we have done and that doesn't try to force people into a box and that doesn't make people feel guilty for being different and that doesn't make people feel guilty for trying to follow a path that isn't traditional and that doesn't make people feel terrible for wanting something that's different than what their parents wanted or that their parents wanted for them and I think that it's about damn time that we stop trying to force our children to measure up to unrealistic expectations that so many parents couldn't even meet themselves because they want to have children so that their children can do something or accomplish something to make them feel worthy if you as a parent do not feel worthy without your child or without any of your child's accomplishments no matter what accomplishments your children make you will never feel that it's good enough and I think that's why so many kids get into this space that where they end up as adults who don't feel like they're worthy or who don't feel seen because they were trying to measure up to someone else's ideals and someone else's expectations without ever taking the chance to look deep down inside and say what do I want to accomplish what makes me feel good and human design I think is something that can actually allow your children and allow you as a parent the opportunity to better understand what that might look like help encourage them to kind of live through their design and identify things in the way that you know their energetic blueprint has basically charted out for them based on their unique design i think that the energetics of human design have such a positive just vibration around them i mean i hope that you can honestly just tell by listening to me that i truly think that this can change the world and i think part of my purpose in life is to really help share this message so if you're wondering okay you're talking about human design but what the fuck are you talking about let me tell you so the goal of human design is really to help you as an individual understand what your energetic blueprint is to allow you to make decisions that are the most aligned with your higher power and your best self and it's a combination of ancient and modern sciences that's really meant to be more of like a valuable tool for human understanding for either you family members or if you're a coach you know working with your clients I truly think that every single business should also be running human design charts for their employees. 
I think that it would be such an impactful way and hopefully so there are a few different things I'm just going to take a quick sidebar because I do also think that I might have some sort of a niche in helping businesses better understand how to formulate a business especially maybe smaller companies or those that are looking to work in really close teams like management teams identifying the human design charts of those in your management team in particular is going to be such a huge foundational opportunity to identify where people's strengths weaknesses and benefits lie to allow for better productivity better and smoother processes for people to feel heard and seen it's just absolutely crucial um and If you, again, have ever kind of taken like any personality test and felt like, okay, this captures me, this understands me, human design will literally blow your mind. I have, again, I literally have never felt more seen than when I did my chart. And a lot of people that actually end up looking into human design that have an interest in better understanding, you know, who they are, what they bring to the table, what their purpose in this world is. When they read their human design, they feel like some stranger has literally just told them and explained to them in the snap of a finger, what their purpose in this world is and that is what drew me to human design that is what i want for other people and human design is a system that's based on your exact time date and place of birth so it'll help you understand how you make decisions how you're influenced how you use your energy and then apply principles to your day-to-day life it is also supposedly um one of the also i just looked at the clock and it's 222 one of my angel numbers which is just so crazy this is just a hundred percent aligned for me Um, one of the pieces of human design that I think is really interesting and that it does take into account like where your place of birth is and your time, but it's not necessarily astrology. So it helps you identify your holistic oneness in the world. And it was founded by this man named Ra Uru Hu, and it's a pseudonym. And he had this mystical experience in 1987 that was unlike anything he'd ever experienced before. He had an encounter with what he called the voice. And it lasted for eight days and nights. And with throughout that time, he received this download of information that today is known as human design. And part of human design is really meant to like unlock the code of our genetics. But one of, so in human design, there are so many different facets, but the main things are your type, your strategy, and your authority. Your type is based into five different types. So from most common to least common, we have the generators, the manifesting generators, the manifestors, the projectors, and then the reflectors. Now, I'll go into each one of these types in more detail, but ultimately I want to start with the generators really quickly because generators are the most common type. So these are known as the worker bees. These are the people who are meant to have, they have sacral energy, meaning that they can have, they can work all day. And the reason that there are so many generators is because up until this point, we needed people who were going to do, 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 build, 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 build systems, build processes, build buildings, like literally get our country and our world moving, get processes and systems, roads and all of these things done. Okay, great. Now we've had that foundation and things are starting to shift a little bit. We don't need as many of the doers. We need people with, we don't need as many worker bees. We need people that have that bird's eye view and that strategy. That is where projectors come in. And projectors are about 20 to 24% of the world, or maybe it's 20 to 28%. I identify as a projector. That is what my human design chart, my human design body graph 
those two terms, chart and body graph, are interchangeable. But I am a projector, and projectors are known as like the wise sages, the guides. They're the ones that have the bird's eye view of situations that are going on, but they need a lot more rest. They're not generators. They don't have that sacral energy, which is one of the motors in their chart. So this means that they do not have a resource that can be an energetic, ongoing energizer bunny for them. They need a lot of rest. They need, they cannot do the traditional nine to fives. They need gaps throughout their day for times to recharge. And they need to really, really hone in on work on, you know, finding their niche and doing that one thing and doing it really, really well. That spoke to me in a way that I never felt like I would be seen in this way. I had been busting my ass trying to do, you know, nine, 10 hour days every single day, trying to get as much shit done as I possibly could. And that's really hard for me. And now that I know that part of my energetic blueprint is not to be working that much in that way, I can figure out ways that I can take meaningful breaks for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, even two minutes, honestly, and just have the sun on my face and then feel recharged. So I want to go into a little bit of the differences between every single one of the different types. And then we can dive into how you might be able to identify what your type is. And I can talk more about that. So let's dive in to all of the different types. This is going to be really fun. Okay, starting at the top. There are five different human design types, but in if you look at certain text, you may see reference to only four human design types. And that is because there is kind of a combination type that is a mix of generators and manifestors. And this type is called manifesting generators. This is what my son is. My husband and my daughter are both generators. So let's get into this. What are generators? These are the most popular types. And like I mentioned earlier, um, they're really known as the worker bees. They operate with a motor center. So a sacral and this, it's specifically their sacral center. And so it operates like a motor. It's either turned on or turned off. This group is designed to work. Their life purpose is literally to discover the right livelihood and master that work. If they are not living in this design, it can come across as dissatisfaction, frustration, and maybe even anger. And generators are known as the workforce of humanity. And as I mentioned, my husband and daughter are both generators. So they're meant, the if you have a sacral center lit up, with which generators do, in order to be a generator, you have to have that sacral center defined. And I'll say lit up, defined, undefined. And basically when you look at your chart, it kind of, it shows you the, the nine different centers. And of those centers, you will have any or none of them defined. And that just means that it's colored in. Undefined means that it's clear or it's see-through or it's not colored in. The next type are manifesting generators. So this is a combination again. And what makes a manifesting generator is having a motor to the throat center as well. So the sacral center and the throat center. So having this motor to the throat means that you can manifest. My son is a manifesting generator and manifesting generators are meant to really just empower people by their presence alone. They are designed to move quickly and to multitask. They're known as these superhumans with superpowers and they're truly meant to impact the world around them. I know of a few other manifesting generators and I feel like they don't think that they're manifesting generators and that's maybe because they're not living truly in their design. And then manifestors, only 8% of the population currently are manifestors and manifestors do not have their sacral center defined so the sacral center is also known as this sustainable energy source so generators 
can move, 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 do, do, do all day long, which is why they're known as the worker bees, because they have this sustainable energy. Manifestors do not. So manifestors need a lot more rest than generators, and they need to be by themselves. Manifestors are super powerful forces that have more of a propelling aura and have typically been the leaders of our generation. And let me, when we talk about aura, let me talk about what this means, because your aura can either invite or repel other energies and other auras, or it can engage with other auras. So when you have a repelling aura, it basically means that it's almost like you're in your little bubble and people can't get through your aura. You're not sharing your aura with other people. You're, you're kind of set up to just, you know, you are who you are. You know exactly what you want. And this group is literally meant to do exactly what they want to do when they want to do it. So if you have a manifester, as a child, for instance, you may have a difficult time with things like teaching discipline, or I'm sorry, you might have a difficult time disciplining your child because they're here to specifically initiate action for themselves. They are traditionally, again, the leaders of our society, of our generation, of our culture. And then we come to projectors, and I'm a projector. So for me, I have been doing a ton of research into projectors because I want to better understand projector's purpose. This group is here to really direct and guide people and energy. Projectors have a super focused aura and they can tune in to the people around them. So projectors have a penetrable aura. So this basically means that when you're engaging with the with a projector, it's almost like they can see in they can see they see you for you. And so if you know people who are projectors, you may feel like, I feel like this person really gets me. And that's likely because they do, whether they know it or not. An unempowering projector is meant to be inspiring. So they should be someone who can really get the generators into action. And a lot of texts call projectors the future leaders of humanity. They are truly tuned into the quality of being rather than the action of doing. So projectors are one of the groups that need the most rest, more so than the manifestors. And for projector for projectors to function they really need to feel joy happiness and ease in their bodies so while stress is a killer for everyone it is especially a killer for projectors projectors need to be in a good mental and physical space and self-care for projectors is incredibly important and that's actually something a, a number of the things that i've read about projectors have said that it actually is really hard for projectors to work that traditional nine to five because they're not meant to have that sacral motor. They don't have that sustainable energy that can be utilized 24 seven throughout the day. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, they need, they need rest. They need to be able to recharge. And that's obviously not something that's really granted in this culture today. We're meant, we've been conditioned that hustling and hustling and hustling is the only way to make money is the only way to really be successful and for projectors that's really just not the way that they work projectors are kind of meant to be the ones with the bird's eye view they can look at something in a system and a process and say this is how we should do this and then the generators and the other groups can kind of be the ones taking action and then we come to reflectors and they are the rarest of all types and you're a reflector if you have every single one of your nine centers open or undefined so they're all clear and they hold more of like the particular piece of the puzzle and this is the piece that mirrors back to ourselves so reflectors are really the ones that they can see what's possible for people and humanity they're meant to actually be reflectors are actually meant to have this really deep connection to nature because nature and human beings actually mirror each other they're meant to not make decisions unless they have awaited a 28 
day or night moon cycle. So they're not meant to make decisions right away. Projectors are meant to wait for an invitation before they can actually speak up, which is something that I've been trying to pay more attention to. And projectors, if they don't have the invitation, but they have a lot of knowledge and they just kind of drop it on someone without them being willing to, or without them really being open to what they have to say, projectors have can potentially feel burnt out. They can feel angry. They can feel like they're not heard or not seen. So it's really critical for projectors to wait for that invitation. And that invitation can be something as simple as like someone saying, you know, Kylie, what do you think? And then you have that invitation. You have that open opportunity to share your insight and your perspective and really be seen as that wise sage, that wise guide that you are. Um, for manifestors, manifestors have that they they have the throat center lit up but they do not have their sacral center lit up so they they can make decisions but they won't have that gut yes or no so they kind of need to talk it out a bit more where manifesting generators they do they have a throat center lit up and they have a sacral center lit up so manifesting generators will make decisions kind of based on yes or no and generators most specifically are going to be best designed to have yes no questions and then they'll have that sacral yes or that sacral no so they'll have this you know this feeling inside that lits up okay yes but you have to kind of ask them specific questions so it's almost like you have to turn the key for them to say yes my motor is going to work for this or no this doesn't light me up and i don't want to move forward with this so there are so many different pieces to this and it's really interesting if you actually start to look at human design from okay based on what we know about human design from the five different types like what does this tell us and really it's just offering a new way of looking at people and starting with the assumption that okay people aren't necessarily broken or they aren't you know they're not you may feel lost but that's maybe because you're not living your true design and my perspective and I recently just read a book by this woman called Robin Wynn and her perspective is that human design is really this information system that you know maybe it was offered to help us so that we can figure out our human journey and so that you know we can fulfill our life's purpose we don't miss the opportunity to bring forth our gifts we can serve humanity and one of the things that I love so much about human design, yes, is it is it woohoo? One hundred thousand percent. But I feel like I truly have always felt like I don't know what my purpose is, and that's because I don't have some of those things defined in my chart as a projector that make me feel completely confident with self. And I have my ego or my will center lit up, and that the ego center doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily bad, but one of the disadvantages, especially being a projector, is that I'm supposed to be waiting for invitations to feel seen and to feel heard. So, and I also, I put a lot of emphasis on outward appearance and I have a, I have um, a lot of pieces within me. Actually, one thing that I might be able to do that I think would be interesting is if I read a few of... I recently had a human design reading by the design of you um, at this company and it is run by Leah McLeod and it's basically just the 75 page guide about you and who you are so I'll go into some of the information that's in this because it's really really or for me at least it's been hugely impactful so let's talk about it a bit so my energy type and this is going to tell me how my energy functions, how I bring in aligned opportunities, how do I follow this unique intuition, how do I know if I'm in alignment, how do I know if I'm out of alignment, 
how I flow and work with others, and then how my personality operates. So just from that alone, the foundations of what human design is meant to tell you, it should give you insight into why this is such a critical exercise to do for your family, for your friends, for your colleagues, etc. And I think this is obviously just one of many tools. And for me, at least, I feel like this is just a this is just an incredible way to feel heard and seen. So if we look at my chart in particular, my energy type, I'm a projector and projectors are known as natural leaders. So my gift is to guide others and bring efficiency to the world. So I'm a natural guide, advisor, teacher, and leader meant to show us a new way. Projectors are gifted at piercing through the awareness around us and seeing things with a really fresh perspective. So you're wise about people. You basically can meet someone and kind of have this gut feeling about them. So for projectors, it's really important, again, that rest, recovery, and reflection are truly essential for you to progress towards living a happier life. So it's vital for you to become aware of when you have energy and when you don't have energy because you're wired to experience more ease. And that's something that really actually resonated for me. I was someone who never wanted to go to my practices when I was in, when I played sports. I always just wanted to show up for the game ready to go. It's like I didn't have the energy to also do all of the practices, especially if it was multiple times per week. That made me feel really drained and it was not something I liked. And that's why certain activities like swimming, for instance, I love the water, but being a swimmer was just so unappealing to me because they were always in the pool, always practicing. It was nonstop movement and that was very, very tiring for me. Um, In relationships, projectors are supposed to bring new perspectives. So what's going to be a helpful and beneficial relationship for a projector is someone who helps them feel seen, someone who recognizes them, asks them, and provides them invitations to hear about their observations, and then also allows you to rest and invites you so they'll hold and share space for you. And again, this is just for projectors because this is specific to me. So in career, it's important that projectors' gifts as a natural leaders are recognized. So having that recognition and bringing, being able to have others tell you that you're bringing value to the table is incredibly important. And projectors are super susceptible to pick up the energy levels around them and be a little bit unclear if that's your energy or if it's someone else's energy. And so strengths for projectors are suggesting new perspectives on how to do things more efficiently, asking really probing questions and helping others use their energy energy best, devising and mastering systems. And then some of the weaknesses are settling for relationships out of disparities. So trying to hustle, like abiding by the hustle culture and then feeling super burnt out, judging others for not like getting it. Like for you, it may be so obvious and comparing yourself to how others are doing. So um, a good mantra for projector is the only recognition I need is my own. And this was one of the areas that made me actually feel incredibly seen is because a projector's not self theme when you're not living in your best, when you're not living true to your design is bitterness. So it's almost like feeling like no one recognizes you. No one understands your success. Why are other people getting this recognition and I'm not? Why are other people being seen in this way just for showing up and I'm putting in all of this effort? And I felt like growing up, I had all of these different groups of friends because I was able to really, once I was with a group of people, I could be the total chameleon. I could understand exactly who I needed to be to fit into that group. I would even change my handwriting in school to mirror those of other people who I wanted to be like because I felt like they were 
better than me or they had something that I didn't have. They seemed, oh, they have unique handwriting. They must be special. I never understood who I truly was, but I was so adaptable in situations that I made it seem like I just had this ease and confidence, but really I was grasping at straws to understand who I truly was. And having and seeing the mantra from projectors that the only recognition they really need is their own was like a total mind fuck for me because I felt oh my god like that is the validation I've been needing my entire life is to know that I'm not designed that I'm designed to have this judgment around others and not know exactly who I am and what I need unless I put in the self-care and work and rest and recharging to feel connected to myself and feel connected to my guides and just the universe as a whole that is incredibly crucial for projectors and that has made a huge impact on my mindset and then also some of the affirmations not everyone is meant to see me and it's not personal when they don't that to me it just it speaks to me so much because I feel like I've always wanted to be quote unquote seen. I've always wanted to feel like I'm somebody, to feel like I'm special, to feel like I'm making an impact. I feel like, you know, to feel like I'm understood and to feel like people value me. And that has absolutely not been the case. I feel like I've switched friend groups and sometimes I've been very disappointed in friendships when I feel like I'm trying to give more than they're able to give me back or that they don't see what I'm doing and in every relationship not just friendships but sometimes I feel like I'm doing all of this and I'm not being recognized and that is something I've been trying to incorporate with my husband is like I need to feel seen I need to feel appreciated and that I think is something that whether you're a projector or not is obviously important But especially if you're a projector, that's going to be something that's very important. Other projectors, famous projectors are Taylor Swift, Marilyn Monroe, Marie Kondo, and Barack Obama. Um, And one thing the projectors really have to look out for is proving your worth. So again, to me, that is so incredibly critical. Like being able to prove, prove, prove. I feel like that's something that when it comes to self-worth or recognition in general, feeling like you have something to prove, especially in today's day and age, You have to prove you're smart. You have to prove you're a good mom. You have to prove you're a good wife. You have to prove all of these things because social media is basically like this this avenue where you have to prove all of these things in your little squares. Or you have to prove all of these things. And I just felt like, okay, I'm finally being recognized. And I need to be really careful if I'm feeling bitter because then I'm feeling like someone else has something that I don't have or it's coming easy for them and it's not coming easily for me. And... I think that that's something that can be super, super difficult because if you don't, if you don't know how to find or value the uniqueness that you bring and you're not able to really cultivate what that uniqueness might look like, it can be super hard to feel like, okay, what am I doing here? Like, what the heck is my purpose here? What, why am I here? What am I here to solve? And I think that finding some of those things out through human design is really, really important so also one thing that I realized that I didn't actually go into is like what what is so how are the different energy types assigned to you and so again we each have unique designs you can be the same exact type as someone but this is really based on like where the position of the planets were during your birth date and time as well as three months prior so and again I don't this is going to be a little bit confusing but 
based on your chart, it said that three months before you were born is when your body graph really starts to, so when you when you um, you start to get, it's kind of downloaded into your body, into your spirit, into your being, certain conscious and unconscious aspects about yourself that will come to fruition as you are living out your life. You may be completely unaware of them, but three months before you're born, those are basically like solidified within you. And then other aspects of your design are based on your actual birth. So your, you know, the actual birth time. And I think one thing that's really important is that some of, so if you, if you think about each of the different types, what's really interesting about them is that every single one of them has like really interesting and powerful traits. So let's look at some of the traits, for instance. So a manifester, I talked about them. Their strategy is really to inform others and then initiate those plans. So they have this huge, like powerful energy. They can be hugely influential, but they can also meet, be met with a little bit of resistance because it's, they don't need to ask for permission. So sometimes their powerful energy can make them seem really rude and it can make them seem like, okay, they're really, they're a powerful force. Like when they come into the room, you can like, you will understand that they're there. And again, their auras are really closed and repelling the opposite of a generator and the not self theme for a manifester is anger. And (laughs) I mean this in like the best way, I guess, but I can honestly tell that for my son who's a manifesting generator, he gets really frustrated and angry when things don't go his way or when he's not able to do things himself. And that's because he's a mix of a manifester, really powerful life force, wants to do things on their own. And then when he feels like we're suppressing his ability to do something, he gets super angry about it. Now for generators, Um, generators again are here to build. So their auras are really expansive and open, inviting, and they're, so it's basically the full opposite of the manifester. So this is why I find like for my son and for manifesting generators just in particular, it's interesting because one part of them is totally open and the other part is totally closed. So their strategy is like really wait to respond and for generators, so this is true for generators and for manifesting generators. So I mentioned that motor. And when you turn the key, you can turn the key, you know, the key will turn the motor on or it'll put, 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 and it won't turn the motor on. And this is where it talks about simply having that gut feeling of their sacral response. So they will be able to draw other people towards them and they need to wait for that like really guttural yes or no before they can make a, before they can make a decision. And they're not self-themed as frustration, as I talked about. Now, manifesting generators. They're here to really just build and find the most efficient way to master things. So they're energetically intense, really dynamic, and super powerful. Their aura is really sensitive and also super receptive. So I think that there's a little bit, again, like I think different texts will show you different things about um, manifesting generators. But one thing about their not self theme, like I mentioned, is that it includes frustration and anger. So, which makes it, you know, it totally makes sense because it's a mix of the manifester and the generator. Now for projectors, they're here to really direct and guide others. And that is the most efficient use of their energy resources. And their auras are projecting as projectors mention and absorbing so they can expand and really reflect others around them. And that can leave them a bit drained because 
as a projector, if you're allowing in energy from other people, sometimes it's really hard for them to understand whose energy is whose. And they can make really great like teachers, leaders, coaches. Um, and what is what can be seen as a really negative of projectors is the fact that they must, again, wait for an invitation. This is, according to human design, this is the only way for them to proceed if they want to be heard. Otherwise, if you're fighting to make a point or you're talking over others when you haven't been asked to weigh in, your guidance is likely going to fall on deaf ears. And you also want to kind of wait to be rewarded by the right people, inviting them to share, like inviting you to share your uniquely great wisdom. And um, let's see. The not-self theme for projectors is bitterness. So when this is kind of like when they are absorbing too much energy from others and they're maybe not getting enough rest or they're moving things forward without getting an invitation. And when a projector is like truly in alignment with their strategy, they will feel recognized and then they will feel success. Now, the reflectors, they're here to absorb the energy around them and then reflect it back into the world. So their auras are really resistant. They're reflective. They're like kind of sampling at the buffet. Like they're trying all the different things to see which one feels good for them. And they're really meant to be observant observant and wise. And they'll have a gift for like reading other people and being that mirror reflecting back to them. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but apparent. So apparently, and according to human design, reflectors are supposed to be very sensitive to the lunar cycles, and they are supposed to be very mindful about waiting for the position of the moon to make decisions. So they should focus on how they feel in the present moment, but then before they make really big decisions, they should be waiting for a full moon cycle to pass before making those like really huge decisions. And they'll feel disappointment if they're not living their true self theme. So... I think one of the reasons why I love human design so much is because it's like this mix of modern science, psychology, astrology, the karmic system, the chakra system, and there are so many incredible pieces about this. If you are someone who loves to understand the human experience in general and like the human condition and the spectrum of, you know, this complex emotions that people that people have and the ways that they identify with others and them and others in the world around them and what they feel is success for themselves like this is one of those um this is one of those tools that I just feel like gives some context that some of the other systems just really don't see and I think it's also so it's definitely worth noting you may be super confused (laughs) by everything that I've been talking about which is okay I'm hoping that I did that I'm hoping that I gave like a decent overview of what human design is and why I feel like it is so incredibly exciting but I also just want to note that according to human design experts if you've been living completely out of your design or if you do a human design body graph and you feel like it does not align with you at all it's not meant to make you feel bad and it's not meant to make you feel like oh my god what have I what have I been doing wrong I'm you know I'm ruining my life if anything if it doesn't feel like you you might just not be living in your true design because I truly believe in this system and every single person that I've read human design charts for so far has felt like it's completely spot on and that does not happen by accident like this to me feels like one of those systems that is 100% okay not 100% but to me it feels so spot on that you can't take advantage of the information so 
again, like there's no way for you to be living your human design 24 seven, but, and this is, it takes about like seven years to fully decondition from all of the conditioning that you've had thus far in your life. If you've been living outside of your design, that basically means that you've been living out of alignment to your true purpose and your, you know, your, the version of you that's the best self that you can possibly bring. So just imagine this. Imagine that you, you know, for me, the reason why I think this is so impactful to me now as a mom is because I'm finally coming, it took me 34 years to finally come to the place where I feel like I'm actually being seen and heard and I'm finding unique and strategic ways to boast, to more closely align to my human design strategy so that I can have the happiest life possible. And it is making me happier. It's making me calmer. It's making me feel more successful in life. And it's making me have a different perspective about some of the things that I felt like might've been holding me back or just generally making me an unhappy person. If I had learned about some of these things earlier, I may not have been in the place to receive them. But now that I'm a mom and you know I have a solid career, I'm trying to identify ways that I can be a better leader, that I can be a better partner, that I can be a better mom. And I think for anyone who is in a place of self-discovery and really trying to understand what a journey, what a life, you know, what the purpose of their life is and how to kind of have the best human experience possible, it's really important to be mindful of what that might look like for you. And even if you think that this is total bullshit, that's totally fine. You don't have to do any of the things that you know your human design chart tells you but if you're at all intrigued then I totally encourage you to look into it and maybe take some of the recommendations and make small steps just like you know building on on a day-to-day program for yourself or a ritual waking up early drinking coffee whatever those things may be if you just start operating a little bit more aligned to what your human design strategy tells you you might be very surprised by the success that you see and by how amazing you feel to actually feel seen. And I think as parents, it's so incredibly important that we allow ourselves the opportunity to be the very best version of ourselves because our children are sponges to us. If we are not happy, if we're not feeling seen, if we're not feeling heard, if we're feeling bitter or frustrated or angry, at least from my perspective, that is not the type of parent that I want to be. I do not want to be showing up that way in the world and I need to be taking the best care of myself so that I can take the best care of my kiddos. And I think that many parents would feel that way. So look into your human design graph. Reach out to me. Let me know what you are. I cannot wait to hear what you think. If you've made it this far in this episode, that must mean that you're really into spirituality, human design, parenthood, self-love, finding out more about who you are as a person and what your purpose on this planet is. I am so thankful that you stopped by. If you're interested in following me, I'm at Kylie Mojadidi on TikTok and on Instagram. I also am at tannandwild.com. This is likely going to be changing in the future as I create a new site and, you know, update my brand a bit. I would love for you to stop by. And if you feel so moved, it would be awesome if you would love to leave a review and let me know how I'm doing. Any feedback you have, I am totally open to it. I invite you to share your feedback and I cannot wait to hear what you thought of this episode. Again, thank you so much for stopping by Kylie Says.